This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Scott Miller. He is the author of Media Matters, How to Leverage the Media to Grow Your Business. Scott, great to have you with us. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Likewise. Um, first things first, congrats on your first book. Very exciting. Um, how does it feel? It feels great. You know, it's a process uh, going through. It's something I've always wanted to do. And it feels really good to be on this side of the process. <laughs> I bet. Uh, tell us a little bit about that process, Scott, because I'm always intrigued by first-time authors. Why this book and why now? You know, for me, I'm very systematic in how I think about things. So before I, I even wrote a single word, I did a lot of research on what's a good length for a book. Um, what I found was about 60,000 words. And then I kind of divided into 5,000 words per chapter. And I kind of took that approach. And then I wrote my outline. And we really went through the book in just 13 weeks, writing a chapter a week in order to get it finished. And that was one of the goals I had. Uh, we wrote it last fall and uh, pretty excited about the, about the process, but again, about the project itself. And you're, you're clearly passionate about media. So tell everybody a little bit about your background and your love of media. You know, media, I've been in the business for over 25 years. I started off in my college hometown in local radio, uh, doing requests and dedications on a country Western station. I don't miss those days, uh, but I learned a lot, you know, working in local radio, did, did play by play sports. Uh, from there, I got into news and eventually got into programming. And I've had a lot of unique experiences, uh, whether it's been local radio, worked in satellite radio, worked in cable television. And along the way, I've discovered how people are always interested in media, but they don't necessarily know how media works, which is why I wrote the book. Right. You discuss in the book how people don't know what they don't know, if I'm saying that, you know, <laughs> if I'm saying that yeah. right. So clearly you felt a need to try to educate people. You know, you have a, let's say you're a small business owner just starting out and Nowadays, I mean, I, you know, the, the media landscape is, I mean, how, how do you put it into words? It's so vast. There's so many options. I think you wrote in the book that a lot of times you spend more time figuring out which portal to use than you actually spend watching the program. Right, right. Yeah, there's, there's more content available today than in the history of mankind. And I joke about that because you, I spend hours trying to figure out what it is I want to watch. Now, when I talk about people not knowing what they don't know. It's really the three stages of knowledge. You don't know what you don't know. And then once you hear something, you now know what you don't know, and then you master it and you know what you know. And I think a lot of people in media, they understand media is important, 
but there's a lot of elements about media that they, they just don't know because they haven't been introduced to it. So I wanted to write each chapter of the book to really kind of talk about the history of a particular media, but then give you the terminology. You know, you and I work in media, we understand it, but there's a lot of people that don't understand it. So if you're gonna go in and buy a TV commercial, do you even know what the ratings mean? And so we unpack all of that information really with the idea that you can walk away as a business owner understanding so that you can make smart decisions with your marketing dollars. So would you say, Scott, or is it fair to say that the kind of business you have will determine the type of marketing or advertising you'd like to do, right? I mean, if you don't know what you don't know, you don't even know where to, to start. Would, wouldn't, wouldn't you say that's the case? I think it has more to do with what demographics are you trying to reach for your business? Uh -huh. So you examine your product you, you want to know who's your target, who's your potential client or your potential customer. And that will really determine where you're going to go with your marketing dollars. Would you say that's the biggest mistake business owners or, or new business owners make? They're not aware of their demographic or they don't really have a nugget that they're focused in on? Surprisingly, a lot of businesses don't take the time to do something as simple as run Google Analytics on who's coming to their website to understand the base of their customer. And then the other thing is they get very impatient. They think that media is something that's going to happen overnight. Media is all about frequency and consistency. So whether you're advertising on a local radio station or even social media, you can't spend a dollar and expect tomorrow the results to come in. So those are the two biggest issues we see with business owners. Right. So patience is key, I'd imagine. Absolutely. And Absolutely. consistency. Um, I want to talk a little bit, a little bit about the thesis of the book. Um, you write businesses need a content marketing strategy in order to get the word out about their products and services in today's media environment. So tell us a little bit about what a content marketing strategy involves, because if, if you're new to media, those words just like, huh, what, <laughs> what does that mean, Scott? <laughs> right. Well, I think it's fair to say, and I didn't coin this phrase, but every business is a media company today. And so if you own a business, you really need to be thinking about the type of content you create. We're talking about creating videos or doing a podcast. You know, everything on social media is about content, whether it's written or the video or, again, uh, doing audio. And so when we talk about content marketing, the difference is if I'm going to advertise on a radio station, I am renting space on someone else's platform. I'm paying money to leverage their platform. If I'm creating content, I'm drawing in prospects and I own the platform. And I think when you talk about, you know, the different forms, you know, people are watching content on Hulu or cable or over the air broadcast. How do you reach the masses? Start to create content yourself that'll draw them into your website and social media. And that really is a key to marketing as you go forward with your business. So it's creating unique content is what you're saying? Yeah, creating unique content, but it has to be something of value. That's something we definitely want to caution you about. You know, when, we, when you get into social media, businesses want to know about social media, and there's a chapter on that. But I make yeah. the argument, you know, don't follow the trends as much as create content of value to your business. So let me give you an example. If you own, let's say you uh, are in the business of cleaning pools. We'll just throw that out as an example. You might want to create content that's on maintaining pool, give information that people who own a pool would be interested in. And then when they get to know you and they realize that you understand you're an expert in your industry and they need someone to clean their pool, guess who they're calling? Right, so it's, it's all about establishing that trust. Absolutely.
and credibility for sure. Yeah, that too. Um, one of the chapters that caught my eye, um, strictly from a title standpoint, chapter six to be specific, the new OTT world, and it grabs you know grabs you because like, oh, what does that mean? And I I was trying to figure out, oh, do I know what that means? Because I am in media. And within that chapter, there's a lot of acronyms. You're throwing around acronyms all over the place, Scott. And it is kind of telling because I feel like we, you know, the media landscape is filled with acronyms, stuff like SVOD, AVOD. I mentioned OTT. So tell everybody a little bit, you know, about what that all means and why it's not as daunting as it sounds. You know, I think OTT was probably invented by some engineer somewhere and it made sense to them. Uh, they probably should have just called it Internet TV. That would have been so much easier. Uh, but really, OTT stands for over the top, and it simply means you're delivering content over the top of someone else's platform. So Netflix does it on the Internet. Netflix owns the content or pushes out or aggregates the content over the top of someone else's Internet. Again, should have just called it Internet TV, but that is the term o OTT. And you mentioned there's different forms of, of OTT. We can get really weedy, uh, but you know, you got the subscriber video on demand, you're paying a, a subscription fee. That's the S pod. Yeah, the advertising video on demand, which obviously you watch for free, but a commercial will air. So yeah, we unpack all of that terminology. Again, trying to give you that knowledge base. So if you are going to advertise for your business, you go in with your eyes wide open rather than having that, am I sure? Do I know what I'm paying for? That's why we want to give that information uh, in the book. C-Suite Radio. And Scott, a moment ago, you mentioned this plethora of <laughs> options out there, even just in terms of streaming services. I'm so curious your process because I wanted to say bravo. You really, you make it a very user-friendly read when you when you go into you know the streaming platforms and AVOD and SVOD and all these things. How did you go about doing that and making it so user-friendly? Because it's it's not as easy as it sounds when you when you look back at this landscape and you're like wowza kind of kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, I think there. I think I recently read there's like 700 different streaming platforms available. So obviously, it's impossible to cover every platform in the book. But what I do instead is kind of give you the basic knowledge to understand. So when you say AVOD, again, that's advertising video on demand. That's where as a consumer, you can watch the content and actually watch it for free, but then see commercials. So Pluto TV is probably one of the largest AVODs out there. So if you own a business, you can advertise on that platform and get results. Where SVOD, that's a subscription base. So we mentioned Netflix, they're kind of the goat of, uh, of <laughs> SVODs, right? So when you look at that, you know, you can't advertise as a business. So really my goal in this chapter was just to kind of dive in to give you the understanding again, that, that unlock that terminology so that you understand it as a business owner and you know how you can leverage that to grow your business. Um, I did want to mention an anecdote in the book, which I thought was interesting. Um, in the summer of 2020, your VP of marketing at your company says, Scott, you know, we're not practicing what you're preaching. <laughs> so tell, tell everybody yes. what that was about. Yeah, that was a, it was a great moment and kudos <laughs> to uh, Scott Peterson for doing that. Uh, so, uh, you know, we own Biz TV, we own Biz Talk Radio. So we have a lot of platforms that we own, but at the parent company level, we're a content marketing agency. So we are working with businesses, helping them create content. So I'm constantly meeting with CEOs. And one of my messages is you need to be out front in addition to putting your company out front. People do business with people, so they need to know you. In fact, more than ever, these younger generations, it's all about trust factor to them. They wanna know what the business stands for, what the CEO stands for. 
And yet I wasn't doing it. I wasn't active on social media. I wasn't pushing myself out there. And so Scott came to me one day, very brave, right? He comes and says, hey, you're not doing what we're practicing. And I'm like, you got my attention. He said, you're not creating content. You're not out there doing that. And that set me on this journey. And it started off uh, last year, uh, started a podcast. Uh, create, build, manage. And that podcast is now a nightly primetime TV show. And, you know, the publisher approached me after we started doing content marketing, just to tell you it works, had a PR agency approach uh, me to work with us, had a publisher ask me to write this book. So it does work. And I just kind of use my own example in there of, you know, it's kind of often as business leaders, we focus on our clients and we're not necessarily practicing what we preach. And that was a hard lesson for me and it's worked out well. You know, all that said, I'm curious your take on social media and it's, you know, the genesis of it, because I thought what you said in the book was really telling. It's interesting how a lot of people will market themselves and say, oh, I'm an expert on social media, but social media really hasn't been around that long, right? I mean, we're still in the infancy stage, if you want to call it that, you know, there's still, there's still so much to learn and so much is changing and it's fluid as, as, you know, compared to broadcast TV and radio, which has been around for decades. So I, I thought that was a very unique distinction to make. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, when you think about, as you mentioned, broadcast TV, we know how it works. Uh, we know how radio works. We certainly know how print works. Social media has happened in my lifetime, and I don't feel like I'm that old, right? I mean, I, I remember in college, I didn't have social media, which by the way, I joke that I'm so thankful I didn't have social media in high school or college. God bless the younger generation that has to do with that. Same, uh, but same. no, it, yeah, no, but it is fairly new, and there are things that we're learning, and it's evolving. I mean, you look at the changes that Facebook is making from the time they first launched, just in really became mainstream in 2007, to what we're seeing today, and it's constantly reinventing itself. Interesting to see what the new forms—I say new, fairly new—TikTok and some of these other platforms, how they will play a role going forward. So I'm always cautious when someone comes in and says, "I'm a social media expert," you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of people use social media. Not a lot of people are actually monetizing off of social media. And that to me, that's the key. When you learn how to actually monetize off of social media, then you're in a good spot. Yeah. And that said, I'm curious your take, because this is your world. Has there been anything, Scott, that surprised you in terms of the social media landscape? Because it is a new medium, right? I mean, in every, every month, like new things are coming out, right? So it is evolving. It is fluid. And Really, who knows what's to come? So as you look back and, and as we look forward, I guess two questions. One is, what are your predictions in terms of media and social media? And if we go backwards, what has surprised you over the years as you look at kind of this journey that we're on? Well, I think the thing that, that is surprising the most is when businesses make the decision to jump into a controversial topic. And I'm not gonna give an example, it's just sort of be, being kind of generic with that. The thing you need to understand about social media, the algorithms want to keep the users on their platforms as long as possible. So if you're on Facebook and you start to take a particular political bent or you take a side on the issue, the algorithms will start to feed you like-minded content. Again, they want you on that platform as long as possible because they're a business and they want to feed you advertisements. That's their business model. So as a business, when you make a decision to take a political side or take a side on a hot topic, you run the risk of only reaching half of your prospects. Think about that. You really, as a business, you want anybody to buy your product, 
right? So I think that's probably been the biggest surprise uh, to see some of the brands do that. As far as looking toward the future, the thing I would watch is what's going on in Washington right now. There is a movement toward regulating social media. You know, in broadcast television, there's only so much that we can say. There, we're held to higher standards. Social media has not been held to those higher standards. There's a lot of what the media terms, uh, you know, fake news out there. That's going to be interesting to see. Will Washington start to regulate that and make the social media platforms become more accountable to the information that's pushed out there? Right. It's a fair question. I mean, I think it's that that's something that's been in the headlines for you know a long time now. How do you control social social media platforms in the same way that or the same vein that broadcast TV has been controlled? Because it, I mean. You look at social media and it really is the wild, wild west because there are so many vendors and portals. How, you know, when you look back and I like in the book, you know, you really do give us a history lesson when you're controlling or moderating, monitoring rather three broadcast stations and a few radio stations, very different than I use this word again, the beast that <laughs> the media landscape is today. So it's a fair point. Um, so much to get to, but I think we've done a nice job of scratching the surface um, with the content of the book, because really, really unique, just setting the media landscape and how to navigate, which is so important. So congrats, Scott, on your first book. And are there more books to come? Oh, man, maybe, but not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the honesty there. Well, thanks so much. Uh, and uh, we look forward to what comes next. Thank you. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Sweet Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.